0: We are the Hairy biters, aren't
1: Si? No kidding, and I'm Dave. And just before we become the Agony Uncles, we're going
0: to give you a little bit of help in the kitchen. Yes, we're going to tell you all about meat. Uh, that's meat with AR on the end. If you've not heard of Meat air, it's a wireless meat thermometer. So you stick it in your roast or whatever else you want to stick it in and use the app to see how it's cooking and doing. It's great because
1: you can see the meat temperature on your phone, exactly the temperature while it's cooking. So you're leaving nothing to chance. And it's not just for the oven. It works on the barbecue, frying pan, even an air fryer. Basically, if you use Meat air, you have the confidence to cook like a pro, and it actually even measures the temperature while the meat is resting. So you know you engage everything absolutely properly, and I like things done properly.
0: Hey, yes, indeed, yes. So meter is great, and as they're sponsoring the Agony Uncle's podcast, we've done you a favor because as one of our listeners, you get a meat, uh, you get a meter for twenty percent off. It's an exclusive offer to the agony that are the uncle's listeners.
1: It's easy to get your 20% off. Just go to meter.com, which is spelt M E A T E R, and use the code hairy 20 That's H A I R Y Two Zero to get 20% off. Anything in the meter range. If you've got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony uncles a line. Now, pausing the problems this week, as usual, is possibly one of the handsomest, most vocally adept men in the universe, the thin white duke himself, Mr. Jeeves, Mark Jeeves.
2: Hello. Well, thank you. There's there's a ringing endorsement. I like that very much. I also like the vastly increased amount of beard that I can see on you. Look at that. That's looking good. And hair as well. Looking good, Dave.
1: When I was a kid, there used to be a toy called Whiskery Willy, which was this <laughs> noise, nothing to do with your, with your nethers, but it was like this this pink bald face. And with a magnet, you dragged iron filings over. Listeners will know about this. And you built beards and hair up. At the <laughs> moment, I feel like a whiskery willy
2: character. <laughs> well, looking, but I'm very happy about it. Looking good. Looking good. Um,
0: looking. In. And not only do we have the thin wedge dupe. But we have the woman that is posher than Buckinghamshire. Uh, it is our very own poshtash. Hello, and hey, good morning. And I'm definitely posher than Buckinghamshire. I'm a Surrey girl. Sorry, <laughs> oh, you know, oh, well sorry. Awesome so let's
3: just leave it at that. I
0: just every time I think about Buckinghamshire, I just think about big houses and horse and cart for some bizarre reason. <laughs> Not big but, enough, clearly. Clearly,
3: yeah, we have those in Surrey too.
0: Oh,
1: Surrey. <laughs> With a fringe on the top,
0: <laughs> right, bro. Let's uh, let's press the jingle button, should we?
1: Aye, aye. Let's get on with the problems. bum, bon, ba, dong, dong, dong.
2: Bon, bon. Bing.
0: Hello,
1: hairy
2: bikers. Here is my request i have got a problem that i must get off my chest won't you listen to my story like a hairy jackanory because i heard your advice is the best in this week's collection of calamities uncle si uncle dave and Poshtash, you're going to be weaving your wonder over these troubling issues we have nuts or not marriage harassment brotherly love and drunk text trauma is in Confidential Corner this week. But we're going to start off with Nuts or Not. This comes from Louise, who says, Thanks so much, guys, for an excellent podcast. I'm just starting to think about Christmas, especially after reading your fantastic book. The only problem is, it's one of the worst times of the year for me, because I have a nut allergy, so no marzipan for me. Have you any suggestions of what I can replace them with, and what can I use instead of marzipan? Thank you very much. In anticipation, Louise, over to you. Leave the marzipan off, love. Yeah. That's what I would do. <laughs> you know, uh,
1: I, I don't like marzipan either. Make your own. It's marginally better. But if not, just leave the marzipan off, a quick coat of apricot jam, scattering of almonds, and call it Dundee cake. Infinitely nicer, in my opinion, with a slice of Wensleydale. She can't scatter in an almonds; She's got a <laughs> nut allergy. <laughs> Hi. Well, forget the almonds, then. Just have a cake. And actually, in our, in, our, in our new book, the Brilliant Bakes book, there's a fantastic recipe for a Caribbean fruitcake. Bring the changes. No marzipan, lots of rum. Might be a few nuts. I don't know. Like. You have to check.
0: Well, yeah, Oh, yeah. Royal icing on a fruitcake with no nuts and lots of rum. There you go. Can. can you not? But I, I mean, I don't like icing either. So
3: You know, I love the marzipan and the icing. I'm the kid that peels it off the top. Best I'm bit. the one that buys those marzipan little piggies and, and things. And I eat the little heads up. I love that. But can't you just do nuts and seeds instead? Maybe instead of not nuts and seeds, so just the seeds. Can you not put pumpkin seeds in to give the crunch?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, you yeah. can. Yeah, I mean, the, you can, you can, you can. You know, well, she might have a pumpkin nut allergy, seed allergy. I don't know. This is the problem with allergens, isn't it? It's not easy, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. It's a pain like, in the neck for them. Saying pumpkin
1: seeds like saying you could scratch it with pork scratchings. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> What's the point? <problem? laughs> It's not gonna be a Christmas cake then, is
3: it? I do love it, no. Dave, actually. I, I obviously as all listeners know I am not anything to do with the culinary world, that's it at all. So I, I don't claim to know anything. I do love it when I try and put my two pennies in and Dave and size faces just look at me to go just shut up now. Stop speaking, not your bag. Just find the layman's
0: option, but no. Well, no, listen, the layman's option is always very, very well received and received with grace and gratitude, Tash, but now is the time to shut the hell up.
1: <laughs> yeah, let, let I tell you what, let, let let's do let's do the official. What one could do, of course, is to buy a dehydrator and make fruit leather and then chip it up and scatter it on the top. Fruit leather. Yeah. Well it's just you dehydrate fruit till it goes like leather. It's 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 what kids posh kids store the tash. You put in the lunchbox to take to school. Oh look I made Jason and Cleary dehydrated apple. (laughs) And mango.
0: That's
3: the worst bit I do and I did this morning.
1: (laughs) A mango shard on top of the carrot. I said, well, I've got I've got nuts in our Caribbean fruit cake. Hold on. Caribbean, Caribbean. For the benefit of
2: those without television, Dave is checking the Harry Bikers book for information. For the
1: benefit of those who haven't bought it yet,
2: it's yes out buy it book. Buy it now. Subliminal message: buy the book, buy the buy book. book, buy the book. Buy, yeah, book, buy the book. Alexa, buy, buy the, the book. book. <laughs> 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 you do really like
3: that. You say it enough. Then everyone has to buy it. That's Absolutely. what
2: you do, yeah. <laughs> buy, the book. buy the book, buy the book, buy the book. There are no nuts.
1: In our Caribbean fruit cake.
0: Hooray! You, you know why, Dave? Because it's a book of brilliant bakes. Yes, something for everybody. Not yeah. allergens alike.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, got glassy cherries, got all the usuals. really spicy. Finished off with rum or brandy for brushing, with icing sugar for dusting. Wow.
3: Perfect. That's the one.
1: That's the, the one. one. That's the answer. If you want a crunch on the top,
0: could you use Kingy? scratch and <laughs> <laughs> <What is
3: it?
0: laughs> if you are uh, well I'll tell you what you could use you know what is really lovely and seriously it's not that it's not that hard you could car- you know how we caramelize those uh, orange um orange slices oh
3: yeah
0: yes yeah, yeah you could put those on they'd be lush orange yeah. and pineapple really because it's Caribbean
3: or what exactly. about
1: what about uh, everybody loves honeycomb don't they which honeycomb really is cinder toffee dead easy to make make it and just smash it with armor and scatter it with crunchy bits. Mm. Well, that honeycomb's inside a crunch, innit?
0: You know what I did once, I'll never forget it. I nearly, honestly, I I, I, I nearly had 30 degree sugar burns, so it was proper bad. But I mean it's brilliant when you get it right, but you just gotta yeah. So I've I, I had uh, I'd made I'd made honeycomb and then i dropped <laughs> It's a really stupid thing to do. I dropped raisins in it that had been uh, soaked in rum. Nice. It was like flaming popcorn. So I put the lid on and took it off the heat and I thought it'd be all right, it'd be all right. Wait until it was just pourable. And it was lush. Some did survive. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to get that that timing right. I never went anywhere near it again and nor have I ever suggested it since.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I
3: left on my... um... My daughter years ago, she must have been eight, nine, and they had to set up a business for school to show how they could sell stuff. And everyone else was doing fairy cakes and lemonade. Simple. She goes, no, honeycomb, let's do it. So I let about four eight, nine-year-olds into my kitchen to make honeycomb on their own. And that was absolutely lethal. Not only was there sugar from ceiling to floor all over everybody, but then I was there going, Don't burn yourself, don't do it. And then it was so caramelized, there was bla- Oh my God. Anyway, they very lovingly then carried this tray of slightly blackened sharded stuff <laughs> down to school and went, Anyone, a tenner for a box kind of thing. <laughs> but oh God, I have to say, that was that hot stuff. When it's hot, it's hot.
0: Oh, it's proper hot.
3: Yeah. Oh, I,
1: yeah, it's, it's like napalm, isn't it? Jimbo, well, it's like making a crook on bush. And you're sticking all your balls together, you know, the, the, the profiterole balls. And you have to Manscaped. do it with, like, molten toffee. Yes, yes, no, no, no. And, um, they And you're drizzling that hot toffee. We made a monster one once, didn't we, King? Do you remember? I, do. I One of us, who's going to hold the, the profiteroles and who's going to pour the toffee?
3: Ah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> My, the result of this is, that well, no marzipan. Well, it's not a great loss, is it, face. to humanity? Don't
3: give me your faith. But could you not then do some kind of that lovely? What's that sort of solid caramel glaze over a cake? it's so that, that full crunch, not the honeycomb, but just a clear. I don't know. Toffee. Toffee. Coffee. Coffee. You mean cake. you
0: mean sponge sugar? Yeah,
3: sponge sugar. There you go. Thank you. No, thank you, you. Everyone, know, watch this one. I'm getting the faces again.
1: Do you at the NEC king, we thought we were very smart. And we we decided to do this this pudding surmounted. Buy a sponge sugar crash helmet. So we yeah. we greased a crash helmet and formed sponge sugar over the helmet. It didn't didn't work actually. So in the end, James Martin rather cockily walked on stage and did it for us. Oh. So it was great in the end, but you no, know, yeah. for us really. Nah, us and
2: sugar. Nah, nah. Okay. Nah. I think the message for Louise here is there are many, 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 many interesting options, but the starting point is buying the Brilliant Bakes book. Food makes everything better. All right, our next problem is called marriage harassment, and this comes from Samantha, who says, Hello, uncles and Tash. Me and my boyfriend are both 26. We've been together five years. I'm fed up with constantly getting asked when we're going to get married and have children. (sighs) We have discussed it and have zero intentions of getting married, having both come from parents who had poor marriages, bit of a long story, Uh, and we're happy together. We don't need rings or a document to show otherwise. What can i say to stop people asking is everyone seems convinced that we need to no matter what we say love samantha ps i love all your shows and books thanks for being awesome kiss kiss over to you well just tell them mind their own business
0: yeah
2: that's that well there we go then <laughs> yeah
1: well, ah, getting, when are you getting married mate when are you getting
0: married, <laughs> I'm like, getting you married? Know, i mean i was married uh, so i had three kids and uh, I had three kids, was with my um, now ex-wife because I, I I got, I was with Jane for all, all together 27 years, right? And we only got married the last four of them, five of them. So I had 21 years of smashing this and then I got married and then went all a bit wrong. Oh. After 20, 22 years, actually, it was, after we got married. So you don't have to get married. You know, what's that? It's it's. We live in the 25th, whatever century this is.
3: I think also it's other people's insecurity. It's, it's, it's They're sort of projecting it. They can't quite feel comfortable. If they were in that relationship, I'd feel insecure. And, and what if I, you know, they just, they worry themselves. But actually, they seem to leave them alone. If they're happy and they've got that open arrangement, it doesn't really matter. Um. Yeah, just project it back again, I'd say.
0: And people get bored asking.
3: Yeah. They really do.
1: Oh, I just shut them up saying it's against my principles, so there. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
3: I mean... Yeah, that's
0: a good one. The
3: thing it's good for is, you know, protecting your children sometimes. I think that's where people do it. There's some kind of financial or legal protection it gives you if you have kids between each other. No,
0: well, it's not. It's it's all right now because the thing is that it's called... It's common law. <laughs> so the thing is that everything goes to your nearest and dearest anyway, whether you're married or whether you're not. You just have to stipulate it in a will and that's it, done.
3: Yeah.
0: so true. It's dead simple.
3: Yeah, and as many people don't take husbands' names anymore or anything like that, it's you've it's, it's got to be what you want. Every relationship's different. We've had these discussions before you know, where you sleep, what you do, what you eat, what everyone likes, and how you live together. And a, a marriage certificate is no relationship, no relation really to how you actually feel about somebody. So, you know, if they're happy with it, leave it.
0: Unless you want to marry somebody from the EU to get out. <laughs> Fair
1: point. Green no, that, t- that don't work, mate. Tried it. Oh, oh no. Nah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, nah, no, it's not easy either.
0: Oh, yeah, well, that's a bummer.
1: If they, you know, nah.
3: What have you got, Dave? If you haven't got any access to Romania,
1: Ni- ninety days, like everybody else. Ninety days to see me in-laws. Um, no, I did look into it, and it's not as easy as it looks, really.
3: Yeah, I think there's everyone's different reasons, but I think if this couple are having an open conversation with each other, going, "We're fine." And they just need yeah. to about the noise from the outside. But I do think
1: that's everyone else's problem and not theirs. Yes, be yeah, bullish. Exactly. bullish about it. Be strong. Say it once and mean it. There you go, Samantha.
2: Be bullish. Well, if you're down, hey, if you're now, down, down now don't get drunk. Don't get drunk. Just, send an, just email, send an email to the, ugly to the Agony uncles. uncles. Our next problem is called brotherly love, sort of. And uh, we need a, we need a, a single now we need two male names actually two male names one Si, and one uncle dave please Ronnie Ronnie say it Ooh uh Tony Ronnie and what's the matter Tash Tash has just pulled a funny face there why I
3: just said Reggie Ronnie and Reggie Crane
2: Yes Let's change it to Reggie. Ronnie and Reggie. Well, uh, actually, the story it might be quite... well, Let's have a listen to this one. Uh, this comes from Ronnie, who says, Hello, Uncle Si and Uncle Dave. I really need your advice. I have a brother who has a predilection for booze and can be most inappropriate. He recently came to stay for the night with us, and as I'd agreed to drive him to a family function the following day, uh, we'd booked into a twin room at a nearby hotel for the night after the family festivities. However, the evening my dear brother arrived at our house, He was already partly inebriated, and after me asking him to behave and not using any untoward language in front of my grandchildren, he made a very inappropriate comment in front of one of my granddaughters, aged 14, later saying it was a joke he'd heard from Jimmy Carr. I was seething. I felt aggrieved as my granddaughter went inside crying. We were having a barbecue for my brother's visit, but the rest of the evening was a bit of a nightmare. And I spent most of the night thinking how to resolve it. Uh, The next morning, we drove to the family function, about a 90-minute journey, with the radio on loud all the way and zero conversation. And after the function, I left, leaving him to sort himself out. He did make it home okay. Thing is, I love my brother. I'm a pretty laid-back guy. But how can I forgive him for hurting my granddaughter and reducing her to tears? I'm approaching 70. We're all getting older. Is it time to pardon everything and hope for eventual karma? Stay safe, guys. Keep up with the good advice. And that comes... From Ronnie, over to you.
3: I wonder if he's apologised.
0: Drink's no
2: excuse, really, is it? No. Well, not at their
0: age, no. It's not. Um.
3: I do think, I I think, I I hope if he's apologised, error of his ways, people make mistakes, shouldn't have done it, he was being a bit of an idiot, he was probably, probably trying to be a bit cool or maybe, you know, wasn't quite sure where to stand. And she used to have that out with him. And if he's remorseful, then maybe there's a conversation of going, just don't do that again. I feel really
1: uncomfortable with it. You know, I think we need to... It's, it's, yeah, so it's, it's not up to the 14-year-old to have it out with him, though, is it? No, it's no, 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 I'm the, dad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, talking of Jimmy Carr, I remember he was quite inappropriate with us, Mr King, wasn't he, on, on Sunday brunch? When he was, very. Well, obviously, very. due to my current condition, you were working very hard and doing a rather wonderful job, and he suggested that if I died, you'd be all right on your own, which at the time... Did kind of wasn't very kind, really.
0: No. no, it was less than kind, and it was all about him and his very large, overinflated ego. But yeah, that's
1: fine. anyway, that's Jimmy Carr's humor. We've got that one,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. Um,
3: many people th- do hide behind that humor and they think they're being funny. And there's a lot of conversation now in schools. I mean, this could go down quite a serious conversation, you know, about how people hide behind the word banter. You know, in, in, in the schools my kids are at, you know, there's a lot of talks to the boys and the girls about what words they use that they think they can hide behind a joke or they, and it's, you know, it's a dangerous water, but it's, uh, some people genuinely are trying to be funny and some people are generally trying to be disgustingly, you know, you pervy. But at the same time, it's a very tough world to navigate between a a world that has changed dramatically in the last 10 years of what you can and get. Mm. I'm not agreeing with any of it, which way is right or wrong, but it's a tricky world to navigate. I, I think of, of, especially between generations, I think.
1: Hmm. Yeah, sometimes I think people forget that young people and children have long memories. You know, I can remember stuff that was said to me by adults that, you know, not not inappropriate, but, but actually was, you know, could have been taken two ways and quite hurtful, really. I think you have to be careful.
0: Um, I, I, yeah, I think that's very true. I think that's very true. It's funny that, actually, I was thinking about about something. I, 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 as you all know, I was a, a, a fat kid, and there was this... Um, uh, and I was in the back of the car. We were going to the beach with, with some friends, um, that live next door. And the track, can you remember here, fatty boom boom? Sweet. Hey, sugar fatty boom, boom, fatty boom, boom. Yeah. 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 So that was on. And then these two people that I'd kind of looked up with just turned the radio up. I'll never forget it. Turned the radio up and went, Oh, this must be your favorite song. Is it, Sai? Wow. So I was like, and it absolutely just that there was no, and it was said in kind of jested humor, but it absolutely crushed me. Mm. Yeah. It was w- the weirdest thing. So I think that it's important that that um Ronnie and Reggie uh, now uh, who who's the perpetrator here? Uh, Ro-
2: Ronnie, uh, right now, perpetrators, Reggie, Ronnie is Reggie. the brother who's written it.
0: So, Ronnie, I I would approach it this way, and and as Dave quite rightly says, and Tash say. Look, the thing is the kids have long memories. And if he, if he approaches it saying, look, the thing is that I don't, I have a relationship with my granddaughter and I, and I don't want her exposed to that sort of, that sort of behavior, drunk or sober. Because kids have long memories, as Dave, as, as you were saying. So I think that that if you approach it like that, then it's a conversation opener, because inevitably he's going to go really defensive and say, hey, man, listen, I was just having a laugh. And you're going, well, yeah, that might be true. But you have to be appropriate. And if you haven't got your shit together by now and know when to be appropriate and when to not, and you cannot hide behind the booze, then I'm sorry, but... You know we're gonna have to put some he just needs to put a bit of some firm boundaries down really uh-huh. you know i think
3: it's quite key that if you can upset a member of your family so this poor granddaughter must have known him for years a yeah mentor, and therefore if he feel if she's that upset by it and, and she can't just go oh that's you know stupid uncle so-and-so thing, ah, it must have
0: been pretty bad then eh? it's
3: Pretty bad. Mm-hmm. I think he's behaving like that with someone of his own family what he must be like somewhere else but you know, hiding behind... We could all say stupid things with booze in us. So I think you're right. I think it's a conversation to go, are you sorry? Are you going to apologise to her? And, you know, was that the booze talking? And and you may be able to go, let's have a conversation again and let's rectify it. If it's not any of those things, then I think you've got a problem.
0: <laughs> you kind of choose your family, but you can choose your friends.
3: Yeah. You don't always like your family either.
0: Uh, no, you don't. You don't. And, I mean, it's not, it's not to say that you don't love them any less, but you might not like them. Mm. So... Yeah, the thing is, she's 14, so at that
1: point, it's not up to her to have to try and fix it. I also yeah. sometimes a couple of times in when we've been out to eat when your kids were young, Kingy, and, mm-hmm. and, and you'd hear some people cursing and swearing at the next table. And you very politely but firmly just asked them to be aware that there were children present. And actually, the, the, they shut up and apologized. Um, mm-hmm. and, it, and it wasn't through you know, you've been aggressive. It was just actually when it was pointed out, it was like, oh, you know, um, I don't know. It's just, just people need reminding now and again.
0: Yeah, and I think and I think it's true, Dave. And I think you know, we, we all come from a generation where it was uh, where men policed men. Mm. And I don't mean that in any sexist way. Mm. It was just that in a male environment, men used to police men. I remember sitting at Newcastle United and at Roper Park in Sunderland. And if all the la- if there was effing and blinding going on because people had got lost in the passion of the football game, and I happened to be there or any other kids happened to be there, it was like, hey lads, how are you now? There's Burns here. Mm. And that was. And, and, and that was a culture that was a culture that pervaded through most of the things. Whether you were in the pub having sunday lunch, whether you were, you know, all of those things, it was men going to other men, lads here, listen, there's bairns about, or there's kids about. It's not appropriate.
1: Nah, it's funny, isn't it? Sometimes when you're filming and you're in that body of people, you know, from you know, very familiar, your language mm-hmm. just tends to be a bit fruity. And I yeah. I, for one, have after- to. have to sort of pull myself in when I get home but no I think I think with with teenagers especially after
3: I think I sort of um I think I was trying to be cool mum so as my kids have got older so what are they 16 and 14 now that's the top two but I um I've always had no swearing in the house you know we're not a big sweary family particularly but you know my kids are fairly wise to what they are I'm sure but then I found myself trying to sort of be cool with my teenagers sort of dropping in the odd soft swear word in my conversation. And he pulled me up on it. He went, what are you doing? <laughs>
0: oh,
3: yeah. I think I'm trying to kind of hang with the kids in my conversations. So I dropped in a couple of swear words. And he goes, Honestly, you don't need to do that. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. What's
0: like, a yeah. soft swear word in your house?
3: Uh, I don't know, I'd say soft, but I was just doing the normal statutory, you know, on the park. because the shits and the fucks and the whatever i was saying. But I, I was just doing it in like a jokey, it was a pointless word in a sentence, but I think I thought I was being cool. And he just went, just stop that. We <laughs> don't swear, you don't need to swear. So what? Ah,
0: uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh, that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'd rather have. I'd rather have a pepper of fucks than every single word being like. Have you seen that? Like, uh, Like, yeah, like. Like, uh, so I was like stood there and like, I just kind of like, and it was like, I was going, well, actually, I'm now really not liking you because I <laughs> yeah, can't speak. But you don't speak.
1: want, a, well, you don't want a pepper of F words coming from anybody either.
0: No, you don't. I, I, it was an extreme, I have to say. I, 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 I apologise most fucking profusely.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you've got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony, uncle's a line. All right, it's time to head over to Confidential Corner. And this is, uh, this is called The Drunk Text Trauma. And we need one female name who haven't we asked yet <laughs> it's tash have you been preparing again
3: <laughs> no i haven't and i've got my computer on a box which is upside down of a box of old box of wine but it's only french words i've got chateau and a stand uh, it, so that's no good uh, oh, oh um i've got a picture of um what's the chairman mal what's the peruvian artist, <laughs> artist that was um, but,
0: yeah, <laughs> Virgin Mary. No, no. What's the other? Mary
3: thing got the, the bad accent. She painted herself for years.
2: Um, <sighs> Frida can't. Frieda. So, so yeah. we're going with Frieda. Jesus, Frida. that was the longest, convoluted, or what? But anyway, we got there. drunk text drawer. Frieda has written in. Hello, lovely boys and lovely Tash. I've got myself into a pickle, and I don't know what to do. I left my partner of seven years about eighteen months ago. You see, I met someone new, and I just knew that I had to be with him. The break-up with my old fella was traumatic, as he didn't want me to go. But as always, time made it better. Until two weekends ago, that was. My new fella and I had a row. It was a really stupid one, about the number of firemen there were in Trumpton. He said six, I said five. Yes, it was that stupid. So I I just spat his tea out all over the computer... (laughs) He stomped out and stayed at his sister's while I got silly drunk and ended up texting my old partner, telling him I wished I'd never left him and how I'd made a mistake. Oh, The thing is, I don't, I don't think that at all. I did for about three seconds when I sent the text and was really angry. Since then, my old partner has been messaging and trying to ring a lot, all of which I've just ignored, which seems to make him even more determined. I can't tell my new fellow what I've done. What am I going to do? Asks Frida. Over to you. That's
3: a big balls-up.
2: Did Frida actually get together with her ex-partner again, Mark? Didn't say so. She said, no. Uh, she Said no, just, he's yeah. just been messaging, trying to ring, all of which she's just ignored.
1: Frida's Frieda, made a balls up, hasn't she, on both That's, counts? Yeah. She's yeah. upset the apple cart with the ex, and, and the new one, she's been just overreacted about the amount of firemen in Trumpton. Yeah. I can
3: just... Pew pew, Barley McGrew, Patrick Dibble Grub. Cuthbert,
1: Cuthbert. It was Cush, Cuthbert. This, Dibble, this isn't the Dibble, issue. The, the, the amount of firemen is incidental. There
2: were six though, but one of them wasn't called Patrick. It was Cuthbert. Patrick.
0: Pew pew, because they were brothers. Yeah. So there's two. Barley McGrew. Oh, I thought it was one. Cuthbert Dibble Grub. No, Barley McGrew is one guy. Surely. No, it's not. Oh. Barley and McGrew were two different ones, dude. <laughs> There's seven. Pew, Pew, Barley McGrew, Cuthbert, Dibble, Grubb. I remember them coming down the pool. You
3: know what I'm going to do now? Oh, like that. I'm going to call my
0: ex-boyfriend.
1: <laughs> yeah, <that's>, yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know, this just goes to show what, fric- what friction can be caused by a simple mistake like this yeah. with firemen. Yeah, I mean... It's
3: you like, know what I mean? You can see
1: it escalate, can't you? You can see it escalate. Captain Pugwash here and me I didn't get all that. <laughs> Captain
3: Pugwash
1: he got banned. Well, well, yeah, but it was slightly it was irony wasn't it? Deep-seated irony. I love Captain Pugwash. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, can we get back to the to the semantics of this of this Aye. problem? See, to
1: tackle it on two fronts. One thing <laughs> is with the new fella is Look, the argument was really stupid, and most of these arguments are stupid when you get to the basis of it. And she needs to apologize and tell him she doesn't give a stuff how many firemen there are, really. And if he thinks there's 47, let there be 47. But then if the, the new partner knows about that, she's been texting the old one, but she needs to keep quiet about that. And the old one, she's just got to just one simple message, put him out of his misery and say, I'm sorry. I was stupid. I was a bit tipsy. And um things have finished. Yeah she, it, might, yeah. she might end up on her own now. She might lose both of them. What colour was the fire engine? Anyway. <laughs> um
2: <laughs> You're not I, helping.
3: I think she, I think she falls <laughs> up big time, but everyone makes a mistake and she hasn't actually done anything. She sent a text. She's ignored it correctly because she's felt guilty about it. Because clearly she doesn't want to jeopardize the relationship, the Trumpton relationship. And the Trump relationship, next morning they probably laughed it off because that was Probably a stupid argument with a couple of glasses in them. So I think she's kind of doing the right thing. She's ignoring and she just needs to keep ignoring. Because I think when she engages again with the ex, it'll escalate. So I think just block him and blank him. But my worry is she doesn't really want to block him and blank him. She's got him oh. waiting in the wings for these moments. Oh
0: it's called keeping your options open. Yeah. And I and I would I suggest that she tries not drinking. And if she is going to drink, to put her phone somewhere that she's not able to get it until she is sober.
1: Well, it's like drinking drinking, and
0: tweeting, isn't it? It's even
1: worse if you put something in the public domain. Ooh, as yeah. indeed, or, or, or some, you know, major celebrities have tweeted their private parts and that's destroyed their career, really, when they suddenly realise it's around the planet in 35 seconds. Yeah, and I
3: think also maybe stick to a conversation as- Less
0: argumentative like politics. Let's move away from Trump to and children's programs. Yes, yeah. I, I can see how because you can see I can hear it now, is not it? You're never wrong, you are you? Well, you're never wrong either. So I'm telling you that that's look, Google says this it's you know, it's all of that, isn't it? You can just see it going, Yeah, well, yeah, you never loved me. <laughs> yeah, and before you know it, you're on the magic roundabout. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? And even nog in the noggle, his head.
2: Oh. Blimey. You're oh, digging them all yeah. out now.
1: Thunderbird, stingray.
2: Oh. <laughs> Captain
1: Scarlet.
2: Oh,
0: this is the voice of the Mysterons. You know, I know you can hear us, Earthlings. burnt in Scarlet. Right, I have set them off now.
1: They're
3: a generation away from me. No idea what you're
1: talking about. I bet none of you remember Supercar, do you? Mike Mercury. Supercar. That was after torching the battery. But no, oh, Supercar was after Fireball XL5. Was Fireball XL5 first? Oh, God, what kind of worms has been opened? Fireball was good. I love that. Steve Zodiac and Venus Vesuvius and <laughs> Robbie the Robot. <laughs> Going home now, Miss Zodiac. It was Robbie, I think. I used to love
0: that. Well, Zuni the Lazoom was brilliant because he was. Hold on, hold on. This is your acid trip. It's got nothing to do with children's <laughs> programming. <laughs> this is. This is I've just dropped a Superman, Kingy. Right, smashing. Who are we talking to now? Ooh,
2: Ooh. <laughs> oh, good. Well, oh. Okay, we we need to give some definitive advice to Frida here. Um, right. So, Frida. Uh, uh, Uncle uh, Uncle si, we'll start with you. Uh, what would you do if you were in Frida's? shoes uh
0: I'd feel I'd, I'd feel a bit of a divvy and then um and and look I'm not saying that I haven't been there because I have so what I'd probably do I'd just kind of go look I, I'm sorry I te- I would text them and go look I was a bit I was a bit tiddly I'd had a row I was angry I'm really sorry I've put you in this position but it is finished. And that's what I would do. Uncle and Dave. And say a note to the hubby. Uncle Dave.
1: I'm broadly speaking the same. Just be honest. Stick your hands up and um, and get back to the... I always think as well is it's worthwhile getting back to the root of all the trouble. It's a bit like a weed. You have to dig it up. And obviously the root of this trouble was Trumpton, so which is largely stupid, really, to cause all this chaos. So I realised the absurdity of it and try and put it right. And post
3: I'm gonna go for a more serious answer and tell her to have a little think about a why she still got her ex's number in there and she felt that she needed to call him, and b what was it really Trump and they were arguing over? Maybe there's something bigger and that was just the straw that broke the camel's back. And if both of those are irrelevant, then I would keep quiet. I would just ignore that ex totally and make up with your Trump and boyfriend. I think that's safer. If your life's
2: in a the mess, then the email address is the agony uncles at the hairybikes.co dot uk
3: yeah thanks so much
0: for listening to us on the agony uncles podcast which was sponsored today by meter now for those of you who don't know meter is a wireless meat
1: thermometer that could change your cooking world as well as basically you stick this in your meat or on the barbecue or in your air fryer then you monitor the cooking on your app it'll tell you exactly the internal temperature of the cooking the external temperature and tell you when to take the meat off the barbecue or the oven.
0: Yes, meter gives you the confidence to cook like a pro, and me and Dave use them all the time, which is why they're sponsoring the Agony Uncles podcast. And to celebrate this, we've done you a favour, because as one of our listeners, you get a meter for 20% off. That's not 10%, you know, and it's not even 15. It's actually a full 20% off, which is why I've just said it.
1: It's a lot, isn't it? It's easy yeah. to get your 20% off. Just go to meter.com, which is spelt M-E-A-T-E-R, and use the code HAIRY20 to get 20% off, anything in the meter range. So go on, have a look at the shop online and use HAIRY20 to get all that
0: money off. Yeah, and there'll be a new episode of the Agony Uncles every Friday, so remember to follow us, please. Please follow us or subscribe or hit any button that looks like you'll never leave us uh, and to and make sure that you don't miss a single episode of this lovely podcast so from posh tash bye the thin white Duke,
1: goodbye and most certainly from us goodbye. bye